So now that we understand that the brain's attention system is complex, multifaceted, and has these capacities to do different things for different purposes, I'd like to touch on what we know about this aspect that may seem counterintuitive to you, which is attention's relationship to emotion regulation. Because that's when I get a lot of kind of quizzical looks when I talk to people about attention. It makes sense you, that you might use it for complex decision-making or maybe doing your taxes or complex math problems, but really my emotion, that kind of surprises people. And the best way I think for me to convey this to you is to talk about what happens when our emotion regulation is challenged. For most of us, this is in circumstances of high stress. So this could be something as a specific event, like an acute stressor, something very demanding happened to you, a deadline showed up that you didn't know about, or something unfortunate that happened to you know, a loved one or, or you um, that causes a challenge. Whatever you want to call high stress for you, think of those kind of circumstances. And really, just to be clear, it has little to do with the external circumstances. What may be high stress for me may not be for you, for example, but more to do with that perceived feeling of overwhelm, that sense that what is required of me right now is way beyond what I feel comfortably capable of doing. When we have that kind of experience, it actually puts our attention system into a kind of a unusual and strained mode. And some in some cases, it can actually be quite problematic. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the kinds of groups that my lab works with, military service members, first responders, um, organizational leaders, and many other kinds of individuals, those kind of events, those high stress events happen often. And they still, we still all need to function through them with success. There's one way we talk about that kind of high stress circumstance. And it's the acronym of VUCA, VUCA. So let me just unpack that. Mostly this term comes from the army and other military contexts, but recently there's been a lot of interest in understanding VUCA in the context of management and, and professional business settings too. So V stands for volatility, U for uncertainty, C for complexity, and A for ambiguity. VUCA. Now, those are a lot of things to, to try to think about. And for the purposes of how it relates to attention, we're going to lump them all together. So if one is experiencing VUCA, attention will not quite work as well as it normally does. So, so let's talk about what that really looks like. So let's go back to that flashlight, the brain's orienting system. If we're experiencing high stress, it could be as extreme as these VUCA circumstances or just something kind of out of the blue that, that occurs in your life, what happens to the orienting system is that it actually can get stuck. So it's not just fluidly being directed to what you want it to be directing it to, but it can get stuck on certain kinds of content. And in particular, for something like a disorder such as depression, it may be depressogenic thoughts. So now, if the flashlight is stuck on depressogenic thoughts and you can't yank it away, you're not going to be able to use that flashlight for very much else. So it ends up that even though attention can be used for multiple things, it's, it's being hijacked 
by this kind of content can be very problematic for our overall functioning. And by the way, as I said, wherever it is that that flashlight is pointing becomes the most salient aspect of our present moment experience. So we're, it's kind of a double whammy. On the one hand, our attention is stuck there. So that's our prominent experience, negative emotion, and we can't use it for anything else. So the other kind of functionality in our life can become compromised as well. So that's just one example of uh, high stress sort of exacerbating something that might be a psychological illness or, or symptoms that look like psychological illness. It may not reach the clinical level. Another way in which stress can actually interact with our attention system as it relates to our emotional well-being has to do with the alerting system. So sometimes under stress, we talked about those, those flashing yellow lights or the caution light. Under high stress, we can end up perceiving almost everything we lay our eyes on as one of those caution signs. It's almost like we become hypervigilant so that we can't actually dial down our readiness to respond, even though the circumstances may not warrant that much amped up, amped up readiness. This type of situation occurs um, in, when people suffer from disorders like anxiety or PTSD, where really the alerting system is on overdrive. So another example of this kind of broadened capacity, such a powerful brain capacity, when in overdrive can become problematic for us. And then another aspect of, of stress that has to do with attention comes from that third system, the juggler. Under high stress, you won't be surprised to, to realize that the juggler will drop the ball, right? There will, all the balls will not stay in the air. And what ends up happening under high stress is we tend to start looking like people that suffer from attention deficit disorder so that our goals and our actions aren't always aligned. Sometimes we'll be seeing ourselves engaging in activity that does, is completely counter to what we want to achieve. And we kind of can't course correct quite as easily as we can when we're not feeling as, as uh, much stress. So it's sort of a double-edged sword. In some, some ways, a catch-22, right? We need our attention to function. Our attention gets compromised with high stress, specifically our emotional well-being. And the way in which we're going to be able to function well over high stress also needs our attention. So we almost have less of it when we need it the most. And I think if nothing else, just knowing that when you, when you ever experience it, and I would say, you know, with this recent uh, global pandemic, a lot of us have had that experience with COVID-19. It ended up and it ends up that many of us have that constant feeling of being in a cognitive fog. Like what's required of us and what we're capable of are not matching. And to really have a sense of heart and compassion for yourself. You know, it's all in your head is true, but it actually is in your head. It actually is tied to the functioning and health of your brain's attention system. And it's real. So what I think this video hopefully has allowed you to see is that, you know, attention is this complex, wonderfully magnificent system. It's broken down in very sensible ways that, that sort of divvy up the labor of what our attention system needs to do. Very powerful, works well most of the time, but under high stress can cause problems and actually compromise our emotional well-being.